Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We are halfway to Margaritaville as we come at you on our unprecedented statewide platform live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. We bring you the most popular sports radio platform ever invented. We call it Free For All Friday. What does it mean? After four days a week of you mostly following our lead, our Hall of Fame and other guests, our crazy rants and musings, yes, we'll have some of that, but we follow your lead every Friday in the history of sports radio. Every host has heard some version of, y'all talk too much about this and not enough about that. We created Free For All Friday in part to allow you to correct that problem, for you to right that wrong. We have brought to the table a lot on the NFL, the college football ranks, college basketball, the NBA, the NHL. It was a big week for Major League Baseball. It'll be a big weekend for NASCAR, among others. A lot of gridiron action looking back and forward, some of it on the field, some of it off the field. It would not be an exaggeration. As we welcome your calls, you could be first with the you steer the ship phone calls on our statewide platform by dialing 1-800-849-2761. We will have guests later, Mike DeCourcy, on a variety of things, including the NFL and college basketball. Will Brinson, senior NFL writer for CBS Sports, will drop by in hour number two, DeCourcy in hour number three. That leaves the first half of the show and more for your statewide phone calls. It can be a question, it can be a comment, it can be a complaint, it can be about a topic where the lines were jammed all week long and you just couldn't get in. It can be you steering us somewhere else entirely. It was a crazy night on Thursday Night Football. As intern Will and intern Jilly are here to take your calls. Will represents William Peace University. Jilly, the University of North Carolina. Charles Hadley is producing today in for Darren Vaught, who is on assignment. It is not an exaggeration at all that things got all kind of funky and out of control last night on Thursday Night Football. At the college level, it was just the more typical kind of chaos. Coastal chaos, for example. It was Carolina needing a win to get closer to bowl eligibility. It was Mac Brown's Tar Heels playing yet another close game. It is incredible. Nine out of their ten games have come down to a single possession, the Tar Heels. They dropped to four and six. The Pitt Panthers improved to seven and three. Pitt remains in the coastal hunt with UVA and Virginia Tech, et cetera. The Tar Heels will have to beat NC State in their regular season finale just to qualify for a bowl game in Mac Brown's part two return to Chapel Hill. But that was football chaos at the college level. Thursday night football also offered us some crazy stuff on and off the field. And we even have an update to that as we open the phone lines, 1-800-849-2761. As the Browns were beating the Steelers. Now, there was some football to watch, and I went back and forth between Thursday night college football and Thursday night NFL football. Week 12 for college football is a huge week looking forward. It was just Pitt over Carolina last night. You all know the deal. The two unbeatens with the most skeptics, the two unbeatens lowest in the college football playoff committee rankings, have huge games this weekend. So either the Minnesota Golden Gophers 9-0 
or the Baylor Bears 9-0, only 8th and 13th respectively in that committee ranking of earlier this week. Either they make people believe by going to Iowa in the Gophers' case and getting a quality victory, or they have people call them out as a fraud and prove those skeptics right by falling, perhaps, on the road at Iowa. Or in the case of Baylor, they host the 8-1 and Oklahoma Sooners, who actually are ranked above them in the committee rankings, 9-0 and Baylor hosting 8-1 and Oklahoma. It's the Sooners higher than the Bears' number 13 college football playoff ranking. We'll talk about the matchups in the NFL as well. Looking forward, Falcons at Panthers. Colin Kaepernick's workout tomorrow. About half the NFL, it sounds like, is going to show up. The others will have access to the video of both his physical workout and the interviews that many NFL teams have said are important to them, given that Kaepernick has not said a whole lot publicly in these three years since he last played for the 49ers. Your questions and comments and complaints, you all know the free-for-all Friday rules are so wide that as long as it has to do with the sports world, or this syndicated radio program, or any combination of those, it is fair game. Can't be completely non-sports, but that is a pretty wide palette that rarely gets violated. You can jump in with your question, comment, or complaint at 1-800-849-2761. It was one thing for the Panthers to beat the Tar Heels in overtime. It was one thing for the Browns to beat the Steelers in regulation. It was another thing for Browns defensive end Miles Garrett to decide to use a helmet as a weapon while clubbing over the head a player on the other team who was not wearing a helmet on, at the time. ESPN's Adam Schefter, as today's show has been starting, just reported, and I know the opinions are all over the place, my own son, an ECU student and huge football fan, could not believe the speculation that Miles Garrett would get a heavy suspension. Samuel L. Jackson, the actor, implied that Mason Rudolph did even more bad things to ramp things up than Miles Garrett did, and that that should somehow lessen the blow for whatever trouble Miles Garrett gets into. I love Samuel L. Jackson. That is one of his worst and most inappropriate takes that you'll ever see in sports or otherwise. Lots of people ramp things up. If you've ever been in a fight on the playground or at the corner, you could do a lot of things back and forth without either crossing a line. You might have ramped it up more than I did, but if I'm the one that pulled out the gun, I'm the one that pulled out the knife, I'm the one that made it go from good old-fashioned boys being boys, scrapping it up, maybe your knuckles are a little bloody at the end, but nobody gets seriously injured. It is, a, it is the biggest deal. Who takes it to the next level? In this case, it is, yes, Mason Rudolph, Steelers quarterback, ramping things up. There's no doubt about that. That doesn't excuse. It doesn't allow. It doesn't reduce the penalty for Miles Garrett grabbing his helmet and clubbing him over his uncovered head with it, period. I would have bet the ranch, the farm, and the dog on a long suspension, and whether you were not bothered by it or not. Miles Garrett, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the best in the business of breaking such things, Miles Garrett of the Browns has been suspended 
for at least the remainder of the regular season. And although it's unlikely that Cleveland makes the playoffs, he would not be allowed to return for the postseason either. So you can quantify that as a minimum six-game suspension because the Browns are four and six. That, of course, leaves six games remaining in the regular season. It is a six-game-plus suspension that the NFL, for now, is describing as a minimum of the rest of the season, regular, regular season and playoffs. Some of you like that. Some of you don't like that. Some of you are trying to put yourselves in the shoes of those who run the league. What do you want your league to look like and stand for? What do you not want it to look like and stand for? Miles Garrett, at least a six-game suspension after the chaos last night in the Steelers-Browns game. I have a lot of other things to get to. I know some of you want in right out of the gate on that. Kyle in Raleigh wants to talk about the new Danny Dimes trademark for Daniel Jones, formerly of Duke, now with the New York Giants. Ron has the Carolina Hurricanes and hockey on his mind. Scott has Miles Garrett on his mind. Steve in Apex wants to talk Colin Kaepernick, Falcons, Panthers, and other NFL. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint at 1-800-849-2761. Big names all over the headlines this week. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Devontae Graham and your Charlotte Hornets, the Celtics, the Lakers, the Clippers, and others in the NBA. Sidney Crosby is out for a month and a half or more for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the NHL. Meanwhile, your Carolina Hurricanes went to Buffalo and beat an old face, Jeff Skinner and his teammates, last night in overtime. Tomorrow afternoon, they meet another old face, Eric Stahl and the Minnesota Wild. The Canes are in the playoff picture as we speak, above that postseason cut line, if you will. As expected, the Hornets are below that cut line and the in the NBA. Meanwhile, your Carolina Panthers, as we come to your calls, you steer the ship every free-for-all Friday here on the David Glenn Show. I know Kaepernick's an issue again. The NBA, NASCAR is down to its final four and will determine its champion at Homestead on Sunday. Major League Baseball is investigating the 2017 World Series champion Houston Astros for getting caught stealing signs illegally via electronics. The Canes, the Hornets, the Panthers, with the latter in mind, keep in mind that the next four games are manageable for your Carolina Panthers. It is the Falcons twice. I know they beat the Saints in New Orleans last week, but Atlanta is 2-7 and seven on the season. Not as threatening a matchup twice in the next four games as it might have appeared to be back in the summer. Washington is also in this four-game stretch, and so is New Orleans. If you go 3-1 and one in those four games, which I don't think is an unreasonable goal, you are 8-5 and five and right in the wild card picture in the NFC. Maybe even back in the NFC South picture if you beat the Saints head-to-head. -head. If you do not do well in these four games, you are in trouble because it only gets trickier after that. Can Kyle Allen and a defense that's been given up too many rushing yards can they get healthy enough, the Panthers, with apparently James Bradbury coming back from injury at cornerback, but guys like Dante Jackson and Ross Cockrell banged up at that same position as the Panthers prepare for Matt Ryan, who has absolutely torched the Panthers and is 6-1 in his last seven starts head-to-head -head against your Carolina Panthers. 
1-800-849-2761. I have college basketball on my mind. I have NHL, NBA, college football, and the NFL on my mind. You can jump in with your question, comment, or complaint at 1-800-849-2761. Miles Garrett of the Browns, suspended for at least the remainder of the regular season and this year's playoffs where Cleveland to make it. If he wanted to, could Mason Rudolph sue him and win a lawsuit against the guy who clubbed him over the head with his own helmet? My answer to that question with your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show. I don't want those damn dookies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hate. If the situation were reversed, I would hope they would lose by 100. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Keeping the peace in NC on The David Glenn Show. People will always remember Miles Garrett as the guy that could have killed a football player on a football field by taking his helmet and swinging it like a weapon. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was Adam Schefter of ESPN. He's also the guy that just broke the news earlier this hour. Miles Garrett of the Browns, who clubbed Mason Rudolph of the Steelers over the head with Rudolph's own helmet, helmet in a fracas in the latter parts of the Steelers-Browns game last night, which the Browns won. But the Browns just lost their star defensive lineman for the remainder of the regular season. You can call that a six-game suspension. They also say he could not return for the playoffs if somehow the four and six Browns made the postseason. And they're leaving it, at least for now, open-ended. This is, remember, from Schefter's report, not an official release from the NFL, but Schefter is very accurate on these things. We'll see what the final official announcement is of the NFL, as some are making excuses for Miles Garrett, and others are saying, if I ran the NFL, the last thing I can do is make it look like George the Animal Steel and Andre the Giant hitting each other with folding chairs and risking injury in the process. I agree with those who think that Miles Garrett deserved a huge, long suspension. Uh, we'll see if anything happens to Mason Rudolph of the Steelers, the quarterback who ended up getting clubbed. To answer one question I got since last night and this morning, yes, Mason Rudolph could file a lawsuit against Miles Garrett if he wanted to. So there's the NFL repercussions that it sounds like are going to be severe. Mason Rudolph, just in the good old-fashioned regular world out here, where you can file a civil lawsuit against somebody who damaged you in some way. If I were his advisor, would I advise him to file that lawsuit? No, I would not. Two main reasons. No apparent serious injury. And do you want to be walking around known as the guy who, rather than letting the NFL take care of that business in a wicked, testosterone-driven, filled-with-violence league, do you want to be the guy who goes crying to the lawyers over that lawsuit? I'm talking about my lawyer brain says yes. He could not only file the lawsuit, he could win it for reasons I can explain if you would want to know them. In the real world, though, there's always the, the legal advice, and with every client I ever had over 17 years, there's also the practical advice. Mason Rudolph, you're young and trying to make your name for yourself in this league. You did some things wrong yourself escalating the situation. Do you want to run to lawyers as a young quarterback trying to gain respect in this league, which would risk being described as, remember on the playground, did you really want to be the guy who ran to mommy? There was a disagreement of some sort, and you either worked it out on the playground or you were the one to run to mommy and daddy. It's a street cred thing, right? 
I don't think Mason Rudolph wants to be the guy who runs to the lawyers. Now, I will add this as we come to your calls. If Mason Rudolph were injured or severely injured for sure, absolutely I would file that lawsuit on his behalf, and absolutely he would have a fantastic chance of winning. And what does that mean? That means digging into Miles Garrett's personal pockets. Imagine if this was a severe injury, folks. For those trying to understand this stuff, here's one way to, to think about it. When you play sports, you sign up for certain risks that you know are possible, that are foreseeable, or that are even likely. Like, you can't be the boxer that sues your opponent for punching you, right? Like, that's kind of fundamental to the game. That's what you signed up for. He might even knock you out. He might even kill you. That has happened in boxing matches. Would you have a lawsuit in the, if in the course of a boxing match, just the normal... I clocked you better than you clocked me, and I knocked you out, and for bad reasons, they rushed you to the hospital and you didn't survive. You can always file a lawsuit, but would that dead boxer's family have a winnable lawsuit? No, no, because you, you got beat up after signing up in a sport for a match where people beat each other up. It is only when unforeseeable, outside the boundaries of the sport that you sign up for, you couldn't, for example, sue somebody if you're the quarterback and somebody comes crashing in on you so hard that you get a concussion. Well, that's football, man. You, you're not going to sue and win that lawsuit. You're supposed to tackle each other. You're supposed to hit each other really, really hard. That is what you signed up for. It is not within the boundaries of football as it is played. It is not even within the boundaries of, you know, unnecessary roughness routine penalties, where, again, you're not going to have a winnable lawsuit if you get hurt in that environment most of the time. It has to be something wicked. In baseball, the example has always been this. If you got hit by a pitch, and maybe whatever, it fractured your ribs, it broke your jaw or whatever, you're not going to win the lawsuit because getting hit by pitches is a fundamental part of baseball. If you were standing in the bat in the on deck circle and the pitcher was mad at you and when you weren't looking threw one right at your head and it hit you and killed you, yeah, you would have a winnable lawsuit. You see the difference? One, you're in the batter's box and the game is just being played the way it's supposed to be played and the ball got away from the pitcher and unfortunately it broke your jaw. You don't have a winnable lawsuit. The crazy stuff is when you can have a lawsuit that is winnable. The crazy stuff might include, you know, the difference between a batter hitting a line drive that hits you, the pitcher, in the head. You don't have a lawsuit there, man. It's no fun. But line drives can hit pitchers. I was a pitcher. I know. It's just part of the game. It's an ugly, unfortunate part of the game. But you knew you signed up for the possibility of somebody crushing your pitch so badly that it comes back at you so quickly that you can't get your glove up and it hits you and it might even seriously injure you. You're not going to win that lawsuit. Flip the script, though. You strike somebody out and the guy is so mad at you, he runs out to the pitcher's mound with his baseball bat and starts clubbing you. Is that within the even crazy, unlikely boundaries of baseball? No, it is not. And yes, you would file a lawsuit. And yes, you would win it. That's as clear as I can make the line. In the football sense, Miles Garrett, by using a weapon to hit somebody who didn't have protection on his head, Miles Garrett crossed that line. 
It's one of the reasons that you just saw the six games at the least suspension, and it's one of the reasons that if he wanted to, Mason Rudolph could file a lawsuit and even win the lawsuit. The challenge here is when you're not really hurt, what are your damages? Are you going to be the NFL quarterback who says, I'm having trouble sleeping at night because of my emotional distress from what Miles Garrett did? I wouldn't want to be that NFL quarterback having my lawyers make that argument. So, yes, if you were seriously hurt, I'd have filed the lawsuit. I'd have won the lawsuit. And Miles Garrett would both be suspended and digging into his pockets for Mason Rudolph's medical bills and maybe uh, paying for the infliction of emotional distress and other things. In this case, I think it's better left if you're Mason Rudolph. Let the NFL handle it, and you get back to the job of trying to win games for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 1-800-849-2761. Scott is in Greenville and wants in on this crazy NFL headline in one of the breaking news stories of the sports day. Scott, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Uh, thank you. So I have to say I agree with you 100% from a legal standpoint. That's one of the questions I had. Uh, yeah, Mason have a, have a case, but it, it's pretty much worthless. He's I'm with you on that. Yeah. If, he, if he pursued that. The other thing I want to talk about is how much time do you think uh, Miles Garrett should, should get? I mean, how much time did Michael Vick get off for fighting dogs? Did he go to jail and out of the league a couple of years? I think I think Miles Garrett is going to get at least a year, but it wouldn't surprise me if he got more. And It'll the, yeah. The last the, the go last ahead. thing is this. Something drove Miles Garrett to snap like that. I want to hear from Miles Garrett. I want to know, Miles Garrett, what what happened, man? What caused you just all of a sudden snap like that? It might have been something as simple as Mason Rudolph escalating it in the moment, and Miles Garrett saying, "I'm not taking that from a quarterback." You know, clearly Mason Rudolph was escalating the situation. Again, anybody listening to this show, if you really think your excuse to the police officer someday is going to be the other guy kept kept yapping at me, the other guy kept pushing me, and yet I was the guy that ended up crossing the line, folks, you're going to lose that argument every single time. It's like, you know, there are more and more parents getting into problems at youth soccer and youth sporting events. Uh, you know, the excuse, I just couldn't take that guy's yelling anymore, so I hit him. <laughs> you are not going to win, folks, even if the guy yelling escalated it up 10 notches in a row. You were the one that threw the punch, man. You were the one that took it to the next level of violence. In the case of pushing and shoving, there might not even be yellow flags thrown much less a lawsuit or a suspension or something like that. Pushing and shoving is seen at every NFL game. And it doesn't even matter who's escalating what because nobody crosses that line. Miles Garrett crossed a line you just shouldn't cross. The NFL, imagine if you're the decision maker for a league. Do you want your league to be known for tolerating that? If something is serious enough in any sport – you better figure out a way to penalize it severely. Otherwise, it is not going to go away. That is actually a fundamental part of parenting, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's just the case. If you were more serious about PEDs and you had the science to prevent it, baseball, other sports, if the suspensions were longer, you would see less of it. Whenever there are circumstances where people are not afraid of the penalty for wrongdoing, you see more of it. It is basic human nature for children. It is basic human nature for adults playing sports. If you run the league, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, NFL owners, of course, have votes on such things. You have to negotiate your rules with the NFL Players Association. 
And to answer that one question, you've got to know what is in the collective bargaining, bargaining agreement. What is the longest suspension I am allowed to give somebody for on-the-field behavior? Remember, there are all sorts of rules. Domestic violence, oh, that's going to be this number of games, right? Uh, this uh, targeting penalty or extreme unnecessary roughness or unsportsmanlike conduct, oh, that might be this smaller number of games. There is no, in the textbook, Michael Vick dogfighting ring, you know, number of games. So sometimes you have to go beyond the boundaries. Domestic violence is something they see so often that they actually had to come up with a policy. And, you know, there's a certain number of games that's kind of the baseline. And if the details make it worse, they can go up from that baseline, et cetera. But something like this, there's no automatic number. So Roger Goodell does have to look at the collective bargaining agreement and, and basically find the answer. What's the max suspension I can give here? And then he has to make an editorial judgment with his other decision makers. How bad do we think this is? How severely do we want to punish it? It has to be a deterrent. You cannot have. I mean, when, when guys are hitting each other with folding chairs in pro wrestling, it's good for the brand. That's what they want it to be unpredictable chaotic of course it's scripted i think we figured that out a long time ago so people are protected because they know what's coming etc the nfl i'm sure there are some of you who are so bloodthirsty that you would like that branding of the nfl there is absolutely no way that the people who own these franchises or the people who run the nfl headquarters agree with your bloodthirsty view of what the nfl should look like they want everybody to watch. And if you're the bloodthirsty guy, you're still going to watch, even if they're going to penalize Miles Garrett severely for something like this. It's the moms and dads who have the kids in the living room watching these games that they would fear losing in huge numbers if they just shrugged their shoulders when Miles Garrett is clubbing an opposing player over his unprotected head with a helmet. Folks, if he had hit him with a different side of the helmet, than maybe the least hard part of the helmet, you, you could have caused brain damage, man. You could have caused a fractured skull. And you don't let somebody off the hook simply because that serious injury didn't happen. Like, attempted murder is still a severe crime, even if the person you tried to kill didn't die. This wouldn't be, of course, that high in the criminal justice ladder, but it is serious by NFL standards, and that's why one of the reasons you saw the six games at least suspension from, for Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. We'll get to Nicholas in Wilmington. We'll get to Ron and Andrew, Kyles in Raleigh. They have football and Colin Kaepernick and the NHL and the Canes and the Panthers hosting the Falcons. College football week 12. A couple of unbeatens have huge games. College basketball has shown Louisville, Duke, Carolina, and UVA, the four preseason favorites in the ACC, all off to good starts and ranked in the national top 10. We'll give you a little overview of what's happening for the in-state and far-away teams in the biggest games in college football and college basketball. As we turn most of our platform over to you, your questions, your comments, your complaints, 1-800-849-2761. It was a crazy week in sports. It's going to be a fun weekend in sports. We'll get to all of it with your calls, too. 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show.
the great difference between sport and capital E Entertainment and capital S Sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Miles can gain his respect back by handling like a man. How uh, any of us in this organization can do it. I'm being apologetic, owning up to it, running from it. This is a physical, violent game. But if there's moments if you don't keep your cool, bad things can happen. I said it on the field after it's inexcusable. Who knows that? There, there's no other way around it. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are coming right back to your calls as promised. Will Brinson's going to drop by on the NFL in about 60 minutes. Mike DeCourcy on some college basketball and football in hour number three. More of your questions, comments, complaints, and reactions. It's a crazy day in sports. After Adam Schefter's report after the suspension of Miles Garrett, for the remainder of the regular season and this year's postseason, at least the Cleveland Browns defensive end penalized for last night's clubbing over the head with Mason Rudolph's own helmet, the unprotected head of Mason Rudolph of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The commissioner, Roger Goodell, has stepped forward with other sanctions officially at this point. They just basically backed up the Miles Garrett uh report from Adam Schefter no finalization but he's out for the regular season and the playoffs quote the NFL said in its announcement Garrett violated unnecessary roughness and unsportsmanlike conduct rules as well as fighting removing the helmet of an opponent and using that helmet as a weapon other folks were penalized as well both teams got fined $250,000 you can find the other details some of the linemen have been uh, sanctioned but of course the big conversation is about Miles Garrett the Browns defensive end the longest suspension for on-field behavior in NFL history was five games do you remember Albert Hainsworth played for Washington and others at the NFL level Tennessee volunteers at the college level Albert Hainsworth got a five-game suspension for, I would say, a similarly violent, egregious act. He was also upset at one of his opponents, to say the least. And when that guy had his helmet off, Albert Hainsworth actually stepped on his head, like spikes on skin. And there was an injury in that case. Albert Hainsworth get a, got a five-game suspension. So Miles Garrett, at least six games, becomes the longest suspension. Not for anything, remember. You can get suspended indefinitely for other things. You can get suspended indefinitely or put on the commissioner's exempt list for other things. But in terms of on-the-field behavior, that doesn't mean Michael Vick and dogfighting. That doesn't mean uh, beating up your girlfriend. That doesn't mean a lot of other things that have been sanctioned by the NFL over the years, PED use, etc., on-field action, Miles Garrett now has that longest suspension, assuming that holds up on appeal, if it's appealed. We haven't found that out yet. 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. Nicholas is in Wilmington. And next on the David Glenn Show, go right ahead. How's it going, y'all? Um, just real quick and simple, Miles Garrett, I agree 100% with you that he deserves to be suspended. I do think that um, it's extreme. Um I also feel that it shouldn't be six games. I feel like it should be four. It shouldn't be six plus. Um, if we're going to use uh, the analogy of, of someone being arrested for taking an extreme 
uh, situation into their own hands, then we also have to take into consideration that if this person has never been in trouble, the courts will uh, uh, they, they will give them the benefit of the doubt as it pertains to, to how much time they get. Um, so if we're going to use those analogies, then we have to use them on both ends. Um, I, also- I, think, I think the NFL does that. The question still becomes, if you were Roger Goodell, are you okay with sending the message that that kind of craziness only justifies a four-game suspension when stepping on somebody's head was five games and for off-the-field stuff we've seen even longer suspensions? I, I would want to send a more severe message than clubbing an opponent over his unprotected head with his own helmet is only four games. I, I would want to send a stronger message than that. And, but by the way, you're right about the other point. Like Vontez Perfect who is one of the just most egregiously, unnecessarily, over-the-top, violent, outrageous breaker of the rules that the NFL has ever seen. Why is he under an indefinite suspension? Because they suspended him so many times for illegal hits and unsportsmanlike conduct and targeting. Like, he just showed he didn't care what the rules were or what the penalties were. So he ends up kind of as that multiple-time offender that you're talking about, Nicholas. Vontez Perfect got that long suspension. Why? Not because he did it once, but because he just kept doing it year after year after year, game after game after game. Miles Garrett will get the benefit of that doubt, but you're still stuck with the question, how severe should a penalty be when you're beating somebody over the head with his own helmet? 100%. Once again, I feel like since it is his first uh, offense, I believe four games, um, and, and, you know, obviously a fine. That, that's just my personal yeah. opinion, me knowing how, me playing the game and knowing how it can get. Um, but if they give him six, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be angry. A full year, in my opinion, is, is, is way too much. Just by, me personally. Yeah. By the way, um, you, you would have, if you were advocating for Miles Garrett, you do have one more piece of evidence on your side. There was an offense or a defensive lineman, I think it was, named Antonio Smith. Remember Richie Incognito, like an infamous offensive lineman who's always getting in trouble for all sorts of things on and off the field, bullying, et cetera. Richie Incognito had his helmet ripped off by Antonio Smith, and Antonio Smith used that helmet to try to bash Richie Incognito, and Antonio Smith got three games. So it doesn't mean you can't give a longer suspension. It just means, of course, Miles Garrett's representatives are going to say to Roger Goodell or an arbitrator perhaps someday, why did Antonio Why did Antonio Smith a few years ago try to bash Richie Incognito over his head with his helmet and he only got three games, whereas my guy did something that sounds an awful lot like that and now you're telling me it's at least six games. That's how these arguments are going to proceed. And from th- for that matter, if you're ad- advocating for Miles Garrett, of course you would ask the question. That guy did something that sounds a lot like what Antonio Smith did. And why is that three games? Why is this at least six games? We'll see. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Kyle wants in from the Triangle. Ron wants in from Andrew. You can jump in from elsewhere across North Carolina. It is a huge weekend on and off the field for the NFL. Colin Kaepernick is working out for more than a dozen teams have already committed to show up in Atlanta at his private workout and private interview. Every other NFL team will have access to the video of both the workout and the interview portion of that as Kaepernick tries to make it back from his three-year now absence from the NFL. Compared to most NFL backups, Colin Kaepernick's body of work is way more impressive. Even though 
He struggled in 2016 with the Niners in his last year. Folks, you'll find guys who struggled in 2019 all over NFL rosters at backups as backups. Of course, it's far more about his political beliefs, his kneeling during the anthem. That doesn't mean you have to sign him, remember. The NFL can continue to say, we don't want that guy for a whole bunch of different reasons. But Colin Kaepernick's representatives a month ago said they weren't even getting their phone calls returned. I believe this workout tomorrow is a byproduct of Kaepernick's representatives saying that they're still getting crickets every time they ask about a workout or the possibility of an NFL job. That is worth watching off the field as we enjoy Falcons at Panthers and some other really good matchups as well. The Texans at the Ravens, the Patriots at the Eagles, the Chiefs at the Chargers will be Monday night. The Bears at the Rams will be Sunday night. More on the NFL and college football weekend that awaits us. More of the Miles Garrett craziness and other things off the field. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can join us next on the David Glenn Show. You like college football? It's Taj Boyd. Taj, how are you? Welcome I'm to the good. show. I'm good. Dave, man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited for the question that you're going to ask. Mark Richt of Georgia, please stop taking our best high school football players, but otherwise, thank you for the visit. Last thing for Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer. So do we. The David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it a lot. You got it. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. One clarification, Vontez Perfect is missing 12 games this year for reasons related to on-field behavior. But the reason that's a different category is that it's not one incident that got him a 12-game suspension. It is essentially a career worth of misbehavior and targeting and personal fouls and unsportsmanlike conduct and doing all the most outrageous stuff you're not supposed to do. So it's not 12 games for an incident. That's what makes... This new suspension, at least six games for Miles Garrett of the Browns for what he did last night. It is the longest NFL suspension for a single incident that happens during a game. Albert Hainsworth got a five-game suspension at one point. Vontez Perfect, in a single incident, also had a five-game suspension. But Miles Garrett's is the longest that fits that description as that news came out a little bit earlier this hour. Great guests later. More of your free-for-all Friday phone calls right now. Robert is in Nashville, North Carolina. Welcome to free-for-all Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, DG. How you doing today? I'm doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, well, man, I don't know if you were watching the same play I was, and I'm not saying I condone what he did, but, I mean, he took exception to the tackle, and and, and Randolph, well, he was pulling at the back of his helmet first. If you look at it, he had two handfuls of his helmet in the backside. He All was right. trying to rip his helmet off. I would have probably got a little upset at that, too, and maybe would have took his helmet off and started swinging it at him, too. I mean, you know, he could... All right, I'm, I'm just telling... Hey, Robert, I'm just telling you, if you apply that logic to your own life, you will end up in jail... And right-minded people will say that you belong there. And here is why. Mason Rudolph was wrestling on the ground with Miles Garrett. Mason Rudolph was grabbing him around the helmet. If you saw two kids grabbing each other's helmet, what is the worst that could happen there? What's the worst that could happen? Somebody, like, breaks a finger because they're wrestling with each other's helmet? What is, how does that compare to the worst that can happen when you use a helmet as a weapon, Robert? You don't see the difference. You and I are rolling on the ground, tugging at each other's helmets. Miles Garrett lifted Mason Rudolph off his back with the face mask of his helmet. That could hurt his neck. It could break a bone in his neck. Then took his helmet off and started bashing his unprotected head with it. 
on a, on a, seriously, please tell me, on a 10-point scale, are you telling me that Miles Garrett's misbehavior is similar to Mason Rudolph's misbehavior? Because I'm telling you, if you really apply that to your own life, you will end up in prison and you will deserve it because you don't understand the difference between tugging and pulling and pushing and shoving, which might not get you thrown in jail, and then using somebody's helmet as a weapon against their unprotected head, which if the injury is serious enough, I promise you, you will end up in jail. They're not similar. You can say Mason Rudolph did bad things to escalate it. Maybe you want him fined or whatever. Are you really telling me that what Garrett did is, you know, an 8 out of 10 on the bad scale and, you know, what Mason Rudolph did was a 7 out of 10? Are you really making that argument? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, well, come on now. Let's be real. Why are you rushing to Mason Rudolph's defense here as if he committed a felony? The difference between grabbing somebody by the helmet and rolling around with them, the low level of danger there, and picking somebody up off the ground with his face mask and banging him over his unprotected head with a helmet, man, these aren't like somewhat similar they're night and day different, and that's why Mason Rudolph will not miss a snap, nor should he, and Miles Garrett's going to miss at least six games. I don't know. I don't know what planet folks are living on that see those things as similar in any way. I just don't get it. I, I, I weep for those who apply that logic with their own children. Well, hey, kids, you know, he tackled you on the playground, so why don't you just get a weapon – and bang them over the head with it. Good luck at the principal's office, and good luck at the local district attorney's office when they want to put your child in jail as well, because your advice as a parent was, well, hey, somebody else started it. Hey, somebody else escalated it. Yeah, so why don't you just grab something and use it as a weapon to club them over their unprotected head? This is how, this is how stuff happens, because nonsensical arguments are made by people who cannot make two plus two equal four come on now mason rudolph was not an angel rolling around on the ground while tugging at each other's helmets is not at all similar to yanking somebody off the ground by the face mask of their helmet ripping that helmet off and then using it as a weapon to club them over their unprotected head these are shades of gray to some people i weep for America. Back after this on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. And yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.